Welcome to the Talking Bluntly Podcast with Justin Keithley and me, old Greg Thomas. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays, you filthy animals. <laughs> hey, you filthy animals. This is also going to be our recap show for UFC 269. And Woo. Man. And uh, what a, jeez, best card. Uh, I mean, it was the end of the year card, and it was kind of the best card as far as fireworks throughout. I mean, uh, from literally from from head to toe, as one would say, just a mm-hmm. everything was competitive. Uh, I mean, there was a few one siders that you wouldn't see coming. I mean, you yeah. thought a. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it as we go. We'll talk about it fight by fight. Uh, you know, uh, we didn't pick her, but that Blanchfield versus Miranda Maverick fight, like Blanchfield, is scary, dude. She twenty two years old. You said yeah, twenty two and fucking scary like on the monster. Ground. And she was taking some shots, but she didn't like back down at all. So that's I like Maverick. I mean, she's got a cool nickname. <laughs> No, and so. absolutely, uh, you're really seeing the evolution of MMA. I think so many people said it in their post game or post fight, mm-hmm. where they're like, "Bro, like you can't be a specialist anymore. Like you will get people will find your weakness in during a fight uh-huh. and will pick you apart. Like that's how good we've gotten. Yeah. And man, straight up, feel fortunate to just be able to be a fan of such a a growing blossoming sport in its uh real like blossoming era you know what i mean like this would be yeah. like the 90s for basketball yeah kind of when you, you know had, what like, I mean? uh, like jordan just... you had all these huge rivalries you yeah. have all these huge names and stuff and it's it is true i really feel like the sport and just ufc itself is the brand is building i think the last specialist that we're probably going to see be a champ retired whenever you know that's who Oliveira's got the belt after he retired I think it was Khabib because he was good at striking when he needed to be, but his main goal was to get you down and either submit you or beat the shit out of you. So Francis and Oh uh, yeah, he's kind of. But man, that sprawl he did against fucking. Okay, he did it like once or twice. Let's just. I mean, yes, that's understood. True. Like, yes, he's learning. But I'm saying, yeah, he's if a we, he's a specialist, and I mean, I wouldn't say uh, like a boxing discipline. He's like a brawling discipline, and yeah. he. He is uh he's B minus at almost everything, but his athleticism is a B A plus 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 power that, also. Yeah, all of that. Just his physical yeah. makeup makes up for so many deficiencies. Shit. That like Aaron Cold Blooded Blanchfield is her nickname, by the way. So that's oh, okay, fantastic. Cool. So you had Maverick versus Cold Blooded. That's pretty dope. <sighs> Cold blooded. Well, we didn't pick those ones, but we can go like uh, Bruno Silva versus Jordan Wright was pretty crazy because uh, old, uh, what is it? Jordan White is the uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. The Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, and, man. And he controlled, like, the first little part of that fight. He was kicking the body, and it was like, oh, shit, this could be. Was working the body, was working all those levels, and was kind of got him against the cage. And when you get him against the cage, you know, the man, the Bruno Silva, you know, it's Bruno freaking uh-huh. woke up and really, I mean, <laughs> clipped him and sent his ass line dancing like, geez, yeah, he did do a little shimmy right after the first. I hit. wish we had the sound drop for like the Fred Flintstone little uh-huh. like twinkle. Yeah. Like, ding, 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 ding. like that's, he's bowling. Like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that's what he was stepping like. You're like, oh, and then he kind of rolled that ankle when he fell after the next Ooh. shot. I was like, oh, shit. Um, we had a few of those. We'll get there. Oh. You know, we'll get there in a little bit, but. There's a lot of good, <laughs> like, knockouts where you're like, oh, geez. I mean, everybody really, 
this was just a great showing overall. Like if you weren't a huge MMA fan or anything like that, and you were sitting down and you're like, yeah, I hear about it, but I, you know, I like yeah. hockey or something. And you watch tonight, you're like, there are so many ways that people can get fucking fucked. Like the fact that so many of these people are good at so many things. Yeah. It's, it's becoming more, I mean, it, it was already kind of a worldwide sport as far as like fighting is worldwide, basically. And then you have a lot of di- different disciplines that become that come over into MMA. But man, like this is the melting pot of it all. This is like the America thing of yeah, you know what I mean. This melds it all together. There's judo throws that are being thrown in with that roll in the yeah. you know that roll in the jits that then you know they sprawl and use wrestling to get to their feet. Then they get into a boxing stance. Yeah, it's pretty. So you really just see the evolution of it all. It's just been. Very quickly, might I add. Yeah, I mean, like, it's only, UFC's only really been, like, super popular since I was, like, what, in my, oh, shit, it's crazy to say it, but in my teens, whenever I first started watching the old VHSs, which, uh, that was before Forrest Griffin versus, uh, what's his name, uh, fuck, I can't remember. Anderson Silva? No, it was, uh, (laughs) fucking Forrest Griffin versus the... Couture? No, the kind of douchey guy. Like, they fought in the UFC Ultimate Fighter uh, Championship. No. Oh, I'm like, man, you're hurting me right now. You're hurting me because you're naming all these, like, crazy fights that he had what? after. Oh, uh, Stefan Bonner. Remember that? Oh, Whenever yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. it all kind of changed after that because it became like, oh, shit, there's a chance you might get two people just throwing Absolutely. bombs like crazy. No, and it's uh, getting, getting the UFC... On ESPN, so where you have a, if you have an amazing knockout or you have a crazy jits move or you just have something outrageous happen where it can just end up on the top 10. Yeah. That used to not be a thing ever. It only happened if it was something crazy. If it was Conor McGregor knocking Aldo out and it would still be number two because they'd bury it because it wasn't affiliated with ESPN. You know what I'm saying? So it's. But it, now it's getting its shine right next to basketball games, next to hockey games, which mm-hmm. which I'm glad for. I'm glad to see the sports going the way it is. And tonight was, oh, man, it was a expedition. Speaking of uh, all over the world, mm-hmm. let's talk about this uh, this old Tui. Oh, the first fight on the card that we actually well, Yeah, picked. let's talk about our picks. Let's get to our picks, which and, is uh, from uh, here up. What we got, yeah, we picked, we both uh, agreed on this one. Uh, there's a, quite a few fights where we agreed and we got it right, but you'll find out later what happened to us. <laughs> but this one we got right, and it was fuck, man. The shoey, Jesus, Louises, like it looked like he, uh, like looked like Augusto probably had a fucked up knee after that because it was he took. Uh, oh man, man, it, it's something to see again. Like I was, we were just talking about even the evolution of just heavyweights. Yeah, where they're actually like in a real stance and they're not winded after two minutes, and uh-huh. there's like there's real life footwork going on here. There's real totally. strategy. There's, but God, I mean, Joe Rogan says it so eloquently. It's mental chess with physical consequences, and like at heavyweight, mm-hmm. just takes one. Oh man, totally. And it might not even be one that actually hits you clean. It might hit your own. Glove into your face, and you're like, oh, shit, wobbled. Like, it's, yeah. And then if it's someone like tu, uh, Tui Tuavasa, whatever, and I can't say his name right, it's Chewy. He always does the same thing. He smells blood once he gets you. He's like, ooh, okay. And he gets cracked one time, and he wakes up, and it's just yeah. like, 
I don't think I'm in for any more of this, Mike. I think it's just mm-hmm. time for this fucking... And that's what I said, because literally at one point, he got hit. He looked up at the clock, and I made the joke where I was like, well, I'm already... Th- I've been in here for three fucking yeah, minutes. Yeah. Like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> and literally, uh-huh. like, 30 seconds later, he'd fuck this dude up. And I mean... Well, he did it 26 seconds into them going into the round two. So it was like... You know what? First round's over. That was too long. Time to put this fella asleep. And they got against the cage, and oh, he man. just connected. And, he, man, for such a big dude, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Man, the heavyweight division is all of a sudden, like, kind of deep a little. Well, it's cool. It's deeper. Yeah. Because it's been one and twosies that have had to fight each other three or four times. It's the only thing interesting. Well, they had DC in there for a while. It was so uninteresting. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. I, I like it because you get that guy like a, maybe a ranked guy and he gets a chance. Like, because remember, he was on a winning streak when he first started and they gave him fucking like Dos Santos and somebody else. And then somebody else was like, oh, shit, you guys are trying to kill this young kid. But now he's like. I like it, dude. He's, he's been in some wars, and he he's one of those yeah. guys, just like a few other fighters, mm-hmm. that really invite the war. And, I oh. mean, there were some... Uh, he's a banger. That's there, what he called himself. There were there were some bangers. Man, you're telling... Who you telling, buddy? And he also <laughs> did come out, too. Oh, I'm a Barbie girl. and a, But he wasn't yeah. really singing. He was more subdued than the one he came out to. Uh, yeah, it seemed like he understood, like, I got to conserve my energy. I might sure. actually make it to the second round. But, man, fan favorite came through uh, really. Uh, Big time. And then was immediately then outdone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and, I mean, don't get me wrong. Till we put on a show. I mean, he got a bonus, right? Uh, yes. Okay, he should have got knocked out of the night because the dude looked like he died, like for sure. I believe, yeah, he said he got a bonus. He gave out five bonuses. Okay, well, good, because, yeah, the next fight, which I believe got fight of the night, was, I like it. You say who it is because, you know. All right, so. um, We picked the same on this one, too. Dominic Cruz, Pedro Munoz, and if you remember correctly, Pedro Munoz is the guy that put Cody Garbrandt to sleep when they put. Oh, shit. When they both bit down on the mouthpiece and just started raining haymakers. and uh, Yeah. He has power, for sure. Dominic Cruz does not look like he's going away. Yeah, I mean, he got like kind of sparked in the first round, and then he put on a clinic for the next two rounds and won it 29-28 across the board, which is like, holy shit. I mean, and he was very close to getting... Oh, like, yeah, he took some big shots. And I was surprised because he's not known for his wrestling ability, Mm -hmm. but he grabbed onto a leg, made a defensive move, got it to his feet, got up. I think it was like a minute and 30 by the time he got it to his feet, but... Shit. I like what he said I, after, where he's like, I thought I tripped <laughs> when he got no, cracked. No, because, I funny. mean, it looked like it. He was like, but that'll tell you where I was. And <laughs> I mean, like, that's straight honesty. Like, that's some truth with some cheese on it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, he put a lot of cheese on it. Like, uh, I thought he slipped, too, but the way it looked. But he lunged forward with, like, a, a loop like and a lunging, like, jab front kind of approach. And before huh. he got it all the way unfolded, he just got kind of crackied with a little pop right on the old like noggin, and he just did a little like a three face ninjas plant. little face plant roll thing, and he mm-hmm. looked like he was uh, looked like Greg was about to lose a little money. Yeah, and then he got popped right when he got back up, and then it was kind of like you said, a little bit of wrestling got him. Man, it was it was a it, wild fight. Like man, 
again, uh, Pedro Munoz, uh, hell of a fighter. Yeah. And I mean, not that not that he's not a great fighter, but I mean, Cruz came out in the second round mm-hmm. and moved and point fight fucked him to death. Yeah. And he was grabbing. I mean, he connected with a few and you were like, oh, no, yeah, are yeah. you going to see him? But he was never again really in any sort of jeopardy. There were a few times he got cracked where you're like, is he going to stumble? But he quickly came back. It was never as clean as that, like lunging one, because that's the one that really, I think, put him on Queer Street, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I don't know I've if I can wondered, still say that. Yeah, I've wondered what that even really meant. Well, because queer used to mean just like kind of weird, I think. I don't think it was like associated with like. Yeah, I, I have so no idea. I, I could be. I'm probably wrong, but man, that was like they used those, to say that on at least a Sega wrestling game. Oh yeah, he's queer. He's shit. on queer. Oh, I mean, maybe that. I don't oh. know what Sega games you were playing. Oh, you're right. Whenever they had uh, Jim Ross or whatever, he's like, he's on queer street. Oh yeah, yeah. I think hit. that was like one of the eight things they said on Sega, but the old one. No, but man, Domino Cruz, a hell of a win. I yeah. think really put on a show. And again, this was a uh, man. This was. This was against a top contender, and... I mean, Munoz is no joke, so it's not like he... I mean, the last guy he beat is pretty good also, so it's like, That shit. was a rust. You know, he he looked yeah. a little rusty. Not this, this one. This was like, uh, hey, guys, I might I might, I might, might just be back. Yeah, vintage. I might, I might just be back, and this looks mm-hmm. like he's going to make a run, and uh, it was a hell of a fight. Yep. So uh, I'll let you start off this next one, and... Real quick, hey, shout out to uh, Dominic Cruz for just being older, having your own style. Yeah. Really not taking, I mean, besides that first thing and taking a few cracks because of, honest to God, because of his movement. Yeah. But, I mean, made him miss. A lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. And so so shout out to Dominic Cruz. 24 and 3 this man is, and he's my age, so it's cool to see. 36 and looked amazing so Dude, yeah he's he's a killer again I mean, it's a stacked division bantam stacked i mean he literally went with like one one loss for so long all the way till 2016 he started in 2007 and he only had like one loss through all that and then he lost to what is it garbrandt and cejudo yep. so and yeah and those aren't you know I mean, that Garbrandt one was just like the perfect uh, matchup yeah, for it. It's like rock, paper, scissors, man. Yeah. Sometimes you just get got. You know, yeah. sometimes the game plan and sometimes that person is just your yang. Sometimes that person just gets you, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way he was moving around and dancing and knocking him down and then got the decision. And then we know what happened to him against Dillashaw. So. Well, I absolutely lost this next one. So I'll yeah, send you on this you, one. You lost it on uh, probably a bullshit, like, unanimous unanimous decision because I picked Josh Emmett just because he looks kind of like Gollum, like you were saying, and he's a big, powerful-looking guy. Uh, he fought uh, Dan Ige. Or wait, e- yeah, right? Ige. Ige. He fought Dan Ige, who, which... He hit him with, like, a super power shot in the first round and kind of knocked him down, but it never, like, I don't know if he ever really got more injured after that, but I they mean, gave it to Emmett. I don't think he won it. I mean, I think it could have been a, I don't I, know. I don't know how he lost this, how Inge lost the second round. Yeah, because he pieced him up. Like There's no, like, the first round, sure, and even at the at the end of the first round, if you remember, Ige was winning the yeah, uh, you, copious amount of exchanges, which mm-hmm. almost seemed to almost even up that round. But we're like, all right, you get a knockdown, 
But he jabbed give the, you the fuck out of old dude. Just jab the fuck out. And old dude has the wingspan of a pterodactyl also. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know what I mean? He's one of those guys that could like dig in like Jinko pockets. Yeah, he's you know what big, I'm saying? Like man, long. Really long, jacked. I can't imagine what his weight cut is like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Being Josh Emmett is swole up. But again, Josh Emmett, this is his first fight back from an injury shaking off rust. Yeah. Didn't look bad at all. Don't get me wrong. I just... Uh, <laughs> You know, you leave it up to the judges. I I, I agree with, uh, you know, 29-28. That last round was close, but Ige, again, got the cleaner punches, avoided more. I did not see it this way at all, and I totally understood. And seeing as the fight before with, like, Dominic Cruz and Pedro Munoz, yeah. how the judges kind of got that. You know, they scored that correctly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This one, somebody made it 30-27, which makes, like, zero sense. No, so uh, it threw me for a loop. So when they said that, I was like, oh, then Dan has this. And we said the same thing when they said the 30-27. We're like, oh. Yeah. And how would it have to be? And then they said that. We're like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess you did win, you know? It's fucking. It was just awkward because I didn't. That was one of those ones where you see the first round, okay, he got a knockdown, but I don't know if that's worth a... They obviously gave him like a 10-8 on that first round, even though he kind of got pieced up Towards after the end. Yeah, so, no. I don't I, know. Again, hell of a fight. The whole great. card, fucking great fight. So All the preliminary card, wonderful. No, uh, yeah, the pre-prelims were great. The preliminary yeah. cards were even better, but the money was to be made in the pay-per-view. Jesus, Louises. So, so everyone's, uh, you know, everyone's big thing coming on this pay-per-view was, are you going to be able to sell as much, you know, tickets as pay-per-views without, you know, Connor and his crooked ass leg and whatever, you know what I mean? Are you going to be able to do that? But this pay-per-view shattered some records and uh, it's because they've got some legitimate stars. So let's do it. Yeah, one of these days he's going to come after us for that. But, you know, until he does, until he sends me that letter, in which case someone's told him and maybe he's Mm -hmm. listened to it. Yes. Shout out. Love you, Bruce. Uh, Suits are dope as fuck. But hell yeah, every time. We agreed on this fight. Yeah, this is one of the ones we got right together. And, man, uh, I I think uh, Uncle Dana kind of said it in the press conference. Like, uh, yeah, this probably makes it to where Mr. O'Malley's going to maybe get a ranked fighter. But, man, he made the... I felt kind of bad for uh, Rollin Pavia. Pavia. I don't know how to say it. Pavia? Yeah, Pavia. Because he's a good fighter. But, dude, so long and fucking powerful. Like, he cracked him. He's like, "Uh uh-oh. That's not good. Well, see, the, the comment was made by Dana where they were like, you know, why isn't he seeing Garbrandt or Cruz? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that kind of like where he's at? And Dana was like, man, you know, you don't want to bring up the kids you've had because, yeah. you know, you get hit hard enough and all of a sudden he's not the same dude. Like, I'm trying to. Yeah, makes sense. He's not ready for that. He literally he said he's not ready for that. And he yeah. came in and was like, oh, I'm not ready. And Dana said, well, this guy that he's facing is a fucking legit dude, is well rounded. Anything this guy's got, if he can, you know, if he can put on a show, then that might prove me wrong. And what did, what did you think? I mean, overall, what was your what was your thoughts on the O'Malley? Um, just the O'Malley performance. Just other than the length and the things we know, just what was your overall just watching it? What did I you mean, think about it? He looked, uh, you know, it kind of looked like when he fought uh, 
What's the guy? Let me look at it. I think it's on here. Talking uh, about Mojino? No, not Mojino. It looked more like when he fought, uh, let me see it, uh, Thomas Almeida. It looked like he was fighting somebody that was tough, but he was littler. You know, this guy was a little smaller. Very lean. But it was like, shit. Because once he started cracking him, it was kind of like, uh-oh, this ain't going to go well. But he, the, you know... He just he uses can, so many weapons also. He's not like... There's a lot of fakes. There's a lot of misdirection. He gives you so much to think about. And, you know, uh, Pavia uh, came out and, you know, tried to strike, tried to measure up. Yeah. Was like, this isn't working out. Tried to get him down. Mm-hmm. He spins out of it. And, again, people have mentioned, like, he hasn't had to use his wrestling. Yeah. Well, a Brazilian... You know, somebody that's seen the Jits before yeah. tried to get him to the ground, and he didn't make it look like it was uh, a task. Yeah, he kind of just threw that aside. So it would be interesting to see him go against, like, a legit, uh, you know, wrestler guy that who can... I like the one we mentioned during the fight, which was Cruz versus O'Malley. That would be fucking fun because that you got two guys who faint and move weird, but I also want to see Cruz fight Aldo, so I don't know. I, I think Cruz Aldo is the one that if I could if I could match make and I could be in the room I'd be like yeah. let's see Cruz Aldo let's see the old man you know let's see the, uh, the legends yeah I mean just such different but just aggressive styles but in their own way oh yeah that would be cool. both alpha like dictators of their own like you know how they uh, play that chess you know what I mean and how they move totally but I actually would like to see Sugar Sean. Go against who lost this next fight okay, that I lost. So go with uh, it, bud. Yeah, no, no. I'll let you go because you won. You know, uh, isn't yeah. that how it works? Uh, some for some reason, uh, me and uh, Greg got to get together before he makes his bets for the card, <laughs> and he kind of listens to me a little bit. And I should, but goes I with didn't. his. But this doesn't happen every time. But I got a couple like this one. I really didn't. I kind of picked against Garbrandt just because he was doing the cut down to one twenty five. And uh, what is it? France is pretty tough. He's also training with, like, uh, Dan Sun, Hooker yeah, and all those guys. Yeah. So he's a striker. So, man, he, like, he won with, like, uh, what? How, he had the same kind of, like, power punch that Emmett had. But he really connected good. And it was like, oh, fuck. Uh, he's got Cody longer arms. never so. got comfortable. No. He, he never. He never felt him out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, usually... In most fights, there's, you know, not in all fights. Some people get sparked fucking early, but usually yeah. there's that point in their fight where everyone kind of gets that measurement, uh-huh. that kind of, all right, if I'm here, this is where my jab reaches and gets that kind of setup. And yeah. Cody never got that. Well, he just, he was getting pressed. Yeah. And that's different. Well, the thing with it is also old dude's arms were longer, but he's shorter. So I think it kind of, that probably threw off old, uh, Garbrandt's entire, like, you think, oh, I'm taller than this guy. I'm going to fight. And then his arms are longer than yours, and he's cra- like, oh, shit. Bro, it's like a, <laughs> oh, man. And, like, uh, this, this uh, man, this dude Kai is not fucking around. Mm-mm. Man, shout out uh, to him because really uh, was patient because he hurt yeah. Cody, mm-hmm. and Kobe waved him on like, come on, motherfucker, which I was like, what are you doing? After You're obviously he got cracked twice. Yeah, like, oh and he's God. on like Wobble Street, which is yeah. the most Cody Garbrandt thing of all time. Yeah. Which, I mean, shit happens. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, this card had some fights like this where you're like, oh, shit, I did not. Like, I picked him just because I was like, hey, we got to go against each other a couple times. Underdogs so, are a common thing here, people. Yeah. 
I and, love the uh, underdog. Yeah. And I mean, this, uh, uh, this knockout. And again, uncle Dana said it and they had a really interesting question. They're like, all right, like Cody dropping down to make this thing so he can make a run. Yeah. At this, like, what do you do with this? And Hey, I say, you know, Garber and O'Malley having a little verbal spar. Mm hmm. And get them to headline a fight night somewhere or, yeah. you know, or you put them at a co-main event. You know what I mean? And just Something. you either you either feed you either give Garbrandt another highlight or you feed O'Malley a stepping stone. Yeah, big one. Either way, you're Uncle Dana and you're making your fucking Monopoly money. You know what I'm saying? Like you're just printing yeah. stupid money at that point because you have guys that both have followings. Fuck yeah. Very different followings. Arizona, yeah. Ohio. Well, also, Garbrandt's not like he's won six in a row and you're giving him some unranked guy. He's on kind of a, a snide, a schneid, right, or whatever it's called. But my deal with Garbrandt is I feel like he pulled a Darren Till. I feel like he was talking too much shit to the guy. He's not fighting at the press conference and worrying too much about Mr. O- O'Malley. And then he fights a littler guy who sparks him, kind of like Masvidal did to Till. It was just like, oh, Man, shit. I just... Um... I didn't necessarily think, oh, this is an actual lock. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, not like some of the other fights that we had tonight where I was like, oh, this is definitely happening, and then it didn't go that way. Oh, yeah. But this was like, oh, this will be a really cool coming out party for him. Mm-hmm. But Cody looks so bad Yeah, where it almost like I don't want to take anything away from it, but you're like, all right, so, all right, Kai, yeah. you're good, sure. Mm-hmm. How good are like how good would you go against Figueredo, you know, Marina, I, all those kind of guys? Like I, I'm interested. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? He tonight he peaked interest. Yeah, is what I'm saying, and, sure. that's, and good for him. This is uh, uh well with Go- Cody Garbrandt coming down to that weight class. If he would have won, it would have peaked some more interest. But the guy, the way the guy beat him, I think it, it can throw some interest because 125 is not like the. You know, flyweight's it's not, not deep. that deep. It's so. not deep, but I'm saying you add this guy in here, and you've got now you've got three or four when you yeah. had three. Yeah, and then you know you add, I don't know, maybe you add another bantam or two that decide to drop because there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys deciding to drop right now because you got the Performance Institute that's got yeah. all this. It helps like, you drop body, better. Well, they they have a body scanner, oh. like it's like state of the art shit where they get in a body scanner and they see their composite body composition. And it tells them based on like how their body built, how their frame is. All right, this is like your ideal weight. Oh, that's cool. And this is like where you could necessarily like transition to. Oh, this is like the, this is your best weight division. You're fighting here. You should move here. Oh, okay. That's why you've seen a lot of fighters since the PI. You've seen a lot of moves. Yeah, that is true. There's been a lot of guys that have like fixed their health. I wonder if all of uh, if Poirier got told like, "Hey, you could be a welterweight. You don't have to." <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of money fights up there. That's that's, that's what. If you're, you know, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. I really, I really liked uh, Kai Kara friends. Congratulations uh, on a come out party. You sparked a uh, yeah. an innovator. Was that real gracious and shit? Yeah. Uh, you know, in uh, in his win, wasn't talking a lot of shit. So we saw a lot of that tonight. Even from O'Malley after he beat uh, pa- pa- Pavia, uh, he was pretty cool with him. We saw yeah. a lot of that tonight. No uh, ill will after wins. Yeah, no, and uh, it really just man, I can't get over just the. Uh, you think you know shit, and then you're just wrong. Yeah, yeah like that, this one, you got this one right. Uh, I didn't get it right. Yeah, 
Uh, I did. Yeah, so we had Joff Neal versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Did I get that right? Yep, you got it. Finally. But I think that's like the second time all night. I've been really trying to get it right because I had a fucked up. I have a real, my real name is fucked up. My real last name. So, you know, true, I, try, true. I try to give people their just due and I know what it's a, it's a weird thing. So uh, a really entertaining fight. Again, just two guys Shit. really pedal to the metal, mm-hmm. trying to make a name for themselves, knowing that this could put them in a talk for you know, bigger fights and start moving them up into the upper echelon. And who's, uh, I mean, that was another one of those fights where after the first round, you're like, holy shit, that was as much action as usually happens in, uh, most of the whole fight. Sometimes whenever it's kind of dull where they're filling each other out, it didn't take them very long to, you know, like start cracking old, uh, Ponzinibbio is, uh, active. Literally. I think, uh, the previous fight, the Kai Cody part where, yeah, they were trying like nobody was feeling each other out, and like Cody couldn't get a strike off to save mm-hmm. his life. That was the most boring fight, and it got ended rather quick. It got ended Shit. in the first, but the rest of the fights, I mean, Joff Neal's coach was so fired up in the third. Oh yeah, man, where he was like, because they literally, I don't know what it is, but Ponzinibbio kept trying to get the fight stopped for like weird. It would look at like kept yeah, looking yeah. at the ref like. Are you gonna do something about this? And he's like, about what? And he's like, I got hit in the face. He's like, yeah, it's fighting. He's like, ah, oh, you know, yeah. I guess it'd be that way. He had a lot of stuff about eye pokes and shit. And it was well, the like, ref was just telling him to like because he was blocking with his thing and it was coming real close to his face. Yeah, it's like no hey, dude's eye was bleeding, so maybe it came from there. It's possible that was really the only damage that Neil had was the. But Josh Neil's coach was like, "Stop playing patty cake with him. Yeah, hit him in the face. <laughs> Stop it. Like you're gonna look back on this fight table. You're gonna see everything you left." behind that shit was like holy shit balls dump it i mean you know and he really let him have it like hey you got to do this he went out there and took control that third round and i think uh that pulled it i mean they gave it 30 27 like uh somebody like whoever got i think somebody gave ponzinibbio 30 27 somehow i think that's why it was a split decision right or was that no 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 yeah the 20 the 28 29 was against Jeffrey Neal, when you look at the thing, there's a 28-29, oh, okay. and then there's a 30-27. So they, they had him kicking his ass, and the other two guys, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, one person had him winning by one, losing by a round, some, and then there's four rounds against him, so, hmm. yeah, with him winning. So, I mean, like I said, these guys are long strikers. We're not really trying to go to the ground. They were just slugging it out, and they were entertaining, and, uh, yeah. Thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah, for I mean, sure. a hell of a fight. Uh, Ponzinibbio is tough as fuck because he got punched a lot by Mister Neal, who looks like he punches pretty hard. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, there was uh, there was a lot of times where I thought both these guys could go down. There was some connections going mm-hmm. on, but yeah, there was a few times where Ponzinibbio looked like. He was trying to find the scoreboard and find how much time was left, but he was like looking at his own tip of his own nose because he was cross-eyed. Like he looked like he was about yeah. one jab away from eating carpet. But man, hats off! Hats off to both these guys. Gave us a a hell of a fight. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think they uh, they really, you know, Ponzinibbio. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like great fighter. Not someone that's ever probably going to challenge for a title. Yeah. You don't know, like a solid card filler. I hate to call somebody that, but, like, you're a great fighter. I appreciate I like watching your fights. He's going to put on a show. He's going to put on a show, but uh, 
Do I see him contending ever really? No, not really. He just like the ah man, just doesn't have that O'Malley. I feel like uh, <laughs> Jeff Neal, since he beat one of our favorites, uh, Bella Muhammad, I got to think that he has a chance to maybe go up and do some stuff. I don't know if he'll ever be the champ, but he was impressive with his, uh, what, what weight class is that? Oh, okay, so it's welterweight. I'm not saying he's going to go and beat Kamara Usman, no, but he's he's probably going to go a little further than Ponzinibbio. No, absolutely. And I mean, like, uh, yeah, he's beat, like, Mike Perry, lost to Neil Magny. Lost like Steve Thompson, but he's beaten Nico Price below Muhammad. So, you know, he's fucking put some killers away. He's lost to some studs. So he's one of those guys that's getting groomed. It's like 31 years old. So he's about to, you know, for for Neil, for me, it feels like he's either going to hit this, you know, hit a trajectory or he's going to stay right around this. You know what I mean? Right around this area for a few years. But I love watching both these fighters. Shout out to both these guys for putting on a show. Animals. Animals. But uh, if we're going to talk about any fight for a little while, it's probably going to be this co-main event because uh, yeah, there's a gentleman somewhere that wish he knew this was going to happen because he would have put all the money that he put on old Nunes oh, man. on the other way because we had the upset of the night. Uh, I mean, probably the upset of the last uh, five ten years, years, maybe. Ten years, because Sarah GSP is over ten years, probably. That's true. And I guess Holly versus Nunez is kind of a big upset if you didn't know anything about Holly. If you're like a casual fan. <laughs> <laughs> the Cashes. Shout out to the Cashes. Yeah, but that was a, man, it was pretty stunning. Old Pena doing some work. Uh, I mean, a... <sighs> She's been calling for this fight, and we've talked about it on here at length, where, man, does this girl know what she's getting into? Apparently she did. Well, and she talked about it after the uh, post-fight, where, Mm -hmm. hey, I was hearing from her camp, she wasn't in shape. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you could kind of see by the fight that it didn't look like the normal Amanda. She wasn't... She didn't have the same confidence in, like, being able to... I, after she cracked Pena and she kept coming forward, she was like, oh, shit, she's not going to go out. Like, uh, what was the last chick she fought at 145? Like Megan Anderson won that? Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have to cut the same kind of weight for that weight as 135. So I think, you know, I mean, she made weight, but I don't know if it was training making the weight. And she, and she came in, and uh, the first round... Man, it, it looked like it was, you know, the same kind of thing. You know, she cracked Pena, and Pena, Pena's, you know, eyes got a little big. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she collected herself, and, and Nunez got her on the ground and was kind of ragdolling her for a minute. Yeah. But the defensive wrestling slash jits, mm-hmm. where she had this Kimura yeah. that she had to defend for the last minute, 30 seconds, yeah. where... If Nunez makes one wrong move, she's done. Mm-hmm. So she can't advance. She can't give everything to these strikes on the ground. Yeah. She can't advance. She has to really think about every small move she makes because we talked about it. She's amazing on the ground. This is where she wanted to be. Yeah, they said it. Her her corner said it at, after round one, but apparently she, uh, she had other plans. She felt like she could crack with her. And, hey. All to her. her. Another fight where the jab was everything. Her jab I, was, man. We had a uh, a real, you know, you, sometimes there's a theme. Tonight, underdogs mm-hmm. and a real, uh, you know, I, I've said it a bunch of times, like 
well-rounded, but in that, a lot of use of the jab as far as, like, keeping your distance. Mm -hmm. And when when someone was using their jab tonight, they came out with a dub. Unless it was uh, fucking uh, Ige, because he was jabbing the fuck out of Olu, but he still lost. Yeah, I mean... He's the only one that I remember. No, but I mean, and that's how Sean O'Malley... Because at the beginning, it was a little... yeah. He was cutting corners and all this stuff, but again, uh, Juliana Pena just shocked the freaking world. By the way, definitely. If you follow the betting world, oh man, you had to put a thousand dollars, excuse me, on Amanda Nunes to win a hundred back. If you bet a hundred dollars on Miss Juliana Pena tonight, if you bet, if you put a hundred dollars down, you won six hundred and fifty dollars back. Damn. Now this poor gentleman somewhere. Oh man. Some, some poor soul. Obviously, he's not really poor, though. <laughs> I mean, he he might be now. That's true. I but <laughs> some someone put three hundred and nineteen thousand dollars just to win twenty five k. I think. No, I think said. it's it's. Uh, I mean, that was like a shitty estimate. I'm not going to oh. do math because I'm really bad at that. On Miss Amanda Nunes for a very small return because someone felt like it was free money. But here's the thing. There is no such thing as fucking free money in the fight game because Jeez. Juliana Pena came out in that second round and her corner like looked her dead in the face. And I think you said that where they were like, this is fine. Like, you're yeah. fine. We're ready for five rounds. Mm-hmm. You got out of the first round. Not a lot of people do. Oh, yeah. We're good. Do your thing. And she walked in there and just jabbed her face off. And was throwing, and I mean, they were tagging each other. That was the crazy thing. She was striking with her exactly like Cyborg was, but she wasn't stumbling. Cyborg started to give. Not this chick, dude. I mean, she, her eye, what was it? Yeah, it was her front, it was her left eye. It was pretty fucked up. Was swelling, but there was a point in time where, you know, uh, Amanda taking a few shots, Mm-hmm. Looks at her, fires back with everything she has. Yeah, and before she knows it, she's taken like a one, two, three to the face, mm-hmm. and she just looks like, "Oh no!" Yeah, like, n- no, well, like, is this happening to me? Like, it kind of happened after they remember they jabbed each other like three different, like back to back. They just were jabbing each other. It was like, holy shit! Well, yeah, no, that was yeah, that was like a minute later after the first fight Fuck. where she just looked at. Pena, yeah, like a yeah. deer in the headlights and was like, "That's for sure. oh, like, you're about it, about it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no. And I've, I haven't seen her ever look like prey. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Since, like, I've never seen her look, lose that. I think they said since the WEC was the last time. Strike she re- Force. Yeah, Strike like Force. Yeah. She really looked like, oh, shit. Like, oh, man. Where she just, like, I've never, I didn't think she even had that in her for being real. You know Mm-mm. what I mean? No, not at all. But you could also tell that she probably really didn't train that much because after the first round, she was tired from trying to load up and knock her out with punches. And then I think it was, again, I think, uh, I don't, I don't want to, again, no excuses anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But did Juliana Pena pull the McGregor? Were you getting your head? It's like, I'm going to fight you because I know how to beat you. Maybe. So she comes out and just swings with everything she has. You get to the second round, you're minorly annoyed, and all of a sudden this girl's still got a lot of licorice left on this snap. That's for sure. And, I mean, she 
I, she took a lot. Yeah. I she, mean, Juliana Pena was, but she just wasn't going anywhere. Nope. She stayed right there exactly like she did what she said she did. She even said that after, like, they, she was like, what happened? And they're like, you won. She's like, I did what I said. I so she, you know, so Pena gets her to go down to the ground and, you know, they roll down. And, you know, she barely wraps her up with one arm, doesn't even get the hooks in, mm-hmm. sinks in that, you know, support arm with the left arm and clinches down, and she freaking tapped yeah, quickly. I think her nose was probably pretty fucked up. Her so. nose, again, the jab, baby. Yeah, she she got her head jabbed off. Like, there was a point where it was like, geez, I've never, like you said, we've not seen that Amanda Nunez uh, since, what? I don't know when she lost like the seven years, something yeah. like that. Like we have not seen that in the UFC. We have not seen Amanda Nunes look like that in the UFC. Only against Katz and Gano, and that was more like getting tossed around like a rag doll. I think that was and her yeah, last. And loss. that was just her not understanding, yeah, like what the fight was going to be. I felt like where she, I feel like that's where she learned. Um, what's the word? Like body movement, where it's like where yeah. I have to be the lower, where I have to, where she mm-hmm. learned all those kind of things where. I'm but, pretty sure she's going to learn a lot from this. I'm pretty sure we're going to see her again. So, Well, Justin over here is freaking out because she immediately cut off her gloves, which I, thought, I don't see a lot of fighters do. She got everything off. But she, was, she, the bands, everything. And I was like, no. But she immediately said she's going back to the gym. Yeah, so I think she'll be back. I, I, I don't know. It was okay. like, man, she's not used to wearing gloves. That's not a good sign that she was training. Yeah, uh, right? No, but she's like, get these off me. <laughs> again, Juliana Pena was in that presser saying that she she had somebody in the, in the Amanda's camp saying that she just wasn't training. She wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah, who knows? Who knows if that's true? But it's a it's an interesting uh, sidebar. It's an yeah, it's an interesting just like thing. You wonder what if and uh, Dad remember what did, remember what Dad said. Uh, what do you say? He said, "Did she show up in shape?" Like oh, Juliana, yeah. obviously, that. yeah, yeah, obviously Juliana showed up in shape. Like, she did, and then he was like, "Did uh, he was like, did Amanda?" Yeah, I just left it like that. He definitely threw that out there for people to go, "Oh, whoa, he's he's talking shit on Amanda Nunez." So. I mean, and he did a he had to eat a lot of a uh, you know he had to get the egg off his face when he promoted Rousey and freaking over her and yeah, for sure, she's been the goat, but. Man, congrats, that's Juliana the, Pena. That's the problem with being go- the goat. If you're goat long enough, somebody's gonna have your your number. That's fighting. So no, I mean, the congrats, go- Pena. In the fight game, it is the realest. If the, every time you go out there, you are shit milliseconds away from just uh, having your whole life change positively or negatively. So straight up, man. What a uh, what a reign at Bantam for uh, Amanda Nunes. Shout shout out to Amanda Nunes. Hell yeah. But man, she'll be back. Juliana Pena and uh, again Rogan and and Cormier's expression, where they look at each other yeah. like, and it was it's not the usual like lean back in your chair, grab each other. They're just like, no, 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 no. Like that's not how life works. That's yeah. not how like I've saw this a million times in my yeah. head play out, and it's never want happened this way. And this isn't this is, this wouldn't this would be turned down as a movie if you gave him the idea. This isn't work. And, yeah, and hey. Da- hey, if Dana White says this is up here with St. Pierre, Sarah, Sarah, then yeah. that's, you know, that's big shout out. So, you know, of course, she's up there getting that bonus. Juliana Pena having the night of her life on uh, 12-12 or 12-11. And, yeah. uh, hey, shout out to you for uh, for changing your fortunes and uh, being the champ. Hell yeah. So congrats. But uh, let's talk about this main event. Let's talk about the other one I lost. Ah, uh, yes. 
<laughs> well, we both lost. We Nunez. definitely. I, I think everybody lost. Especially shout out to that guy that lost three hundred nineteen thousand yeah. dollars. I didn't bet no money to, on these. To I just only win twenty five k back, and Fuck. then you lost all that money. That's a nice house. Jeez, God, I hope he borrowed all that f- like money from like his friend or. God, I hope that's Joel Olstein's money from like behind the toilets from like the mega church thing. Yeah. Well, that vi- did you see that video? Uh, that's out where the guy's like, "Ha ha, I'm here with Joel Olstein." He's like, "You're a piece of shit." You know, you're a piece of shit, right? And he like walks off. He's like, uh, "Oh no." <laughs> but uh, speaking of this, like, uh, this is twice now I've won against Mister Old Greg with picking Mister Charlie Olives, man. Charlie, he, man. He's durable. They said he wasn't durable two fights in a row where he's looked like he's out. And Poirier hits like a Mack truck also. And he survives it and wins it. Second uh, round again, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the 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 first round, I mean, even part of the second where just Poirier is snapping Oliveira's head back. and The Oliver- pace, that also was like, fuck, first round felt like it was the whole fight. First round is what most middleweight fights are. Like, the whole strike count would be, yeah. like, what most. And it would still be a decent fight. Everybody's like, oh, that was a pretty good fight. Yeah, it was fine. Like, this one was crazy. But these guys really put on a show. Big time. And neither of these guys felt like they really wanted to fucking leave here without the strap. And, oh, man, I, you appreciate the shit out of that the yeah that warrior mentality. Because the first two rounds, fireworks. And then, uh, well, second round, like... Uh, Poirier just kind of stayed in the same spot because he didn't want to do what he did against Khabib. And then it ended up happening again in the third round, which, man, I love Poirier, but, dude, Oliveira's on a fucking run, man. Uh, man. Dude, Bronx. (laughs) Sorry. I, man, he is just so Mm well-rounded. And if you'd have told me halfway through the first round that it gets all the way to the third, I would ask you how. Because, I mean... Oliveira took some shot. Like I was marveling because every single one of Poirier's shots were snapping his head back. Shout out to his whole team yeah. with the slim shady solidarity. That was with cool. the bleach blonde hair. I appreciate the hell out of that. And also, boo on you, fam, that slapped Oliveira's glasses off his face or whatever you did. If you just yanked him off, that was rude. He's yeah. the champ. Yeah, don't be a don't be an asshole. Yeah, but uh, man. great fight. It was the best way to end a great card. Was like, like man, first round fireworks. Second round, you got to see a ground guy kind of, you know, like uh, what is it? The just really just kind of just control the fight, just kind of not dominate, but really just play like like they'd say like mistake free ball. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like kind of like a, a football game. You played mistake free ball, like really. Yeah. Avoiding getting too overzealous with shots, so you throw off your balance, and he swings the momentum. Just really, Shit, yeah. Uh, but you got to feel for Poirier. Oh, big time, man! He rules. Like he's one of my favorites. It was hard to not pick him, but I was like, hey, I can't not pick Charlie Olives. He's, you know, now he has a title defense. Let's see him versus Gaethje. It's interesting. Got uh, shout out uh, Justin Gaethje for. Uh, you know, you didn't make it all the way through the card, apparently, Justin. Uh, or no, no, that was, that was Chiesa. Chiesa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. So if y'all didn't hear, uh, so after uh, Juliana Pena win, uh, Mister Chiesa gets fired up, and he's a little, according <laughs> to uh, Dana White, he's had too much to drink. 
I can only imagine what puts Kiesa over the line and how much that is, if, you Jeez. know. And uh, he tries to, like, rush the octagon, apparently, and get up there and, like, slipped and fell on his face and split his eye open. Jeez. And then, like, had to be restrained, and then Dad had to go talk to him and be like, <laughs> you listen here, you little fuck. No allowance this week if you don't straighten the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I will take your room key from you, make you stay in a Motel 6, you little fuck. Like, I don't I can only imagine what those fucking conversations are like. That's pretty great. You know how you're staying at that really nice hotel? I can change that. I can have you staying at the Ramada Inn in Reno in three hours, you little fuck. I can only imagine what kind of... Man. Go get your stitches, you dumb shit. I I can only, like, no. And, I mean, I fucking love that dude. Kiss is a fucking savage. He's cool. But, uh, yeah, you know, shout out to just... Man, what an amazing card. Like, how how lucky are we that we just get to sit here and watch this, and these dudes and ladies are just putting it all out there. Great card. Always is. UFC is killing it in 2021, and they're going to continue to do so. So who do you, who do you uh, what was your favorite fight of the night? If you could just pick one, and you're like, man, that just had me. Uh, Probably the main event, because that shit, that first round was nuts. Like, it looked like Poirier was going to jab old dude's face off, and he was going to finish him. But Charlie Olives, man, he's hard to beat. Yeah, the, the we didn't talk about it enough, but when, when Tui put old, uh, put old Augusto out, and all his leg was all benty, like he'd man. fallen down a staircase, like in a comedy movie. He looked dead. Uh, man, that was great. Man, Dominic Cruz, though. That's probably it, yeah. Dominic Cruz, O'Malley. I mean, that's the same division. <coughs> Garbrandt, you just, man, you have a lot of movement in a lot of these really packed divisions. So, uh, but I just, I can't go without it being Juliana Pena. And, you know, just pulling the upset of, goddamn, the decade at least. For sure. So, I mean, shout out to you. And, uh, man, we're going to get out of here in a second. Talking about fights, and we're going to get on to some uh, some local things and some sports. But, hey, take a new pause, and we'll uh, get to some sponsors here in a second. Stay with us. Hey, man, have you heard of this Anchor app? <laughs> yeah, man, we use the app to make the Talking Bluntly podcast. How is that like how the podcast ends up on all the other platforms like Spotify, the Anchor app, and iTunes? Yes, sir, dude. There's creation tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. It's easy. Man, it sounds like crazy expensive, though. Nah, man. It's free, man. Dude, so how do I how do I get on? How, what do I do? Well, here's the thing. You can make money off of this podcast with no minimum listenership. So that right there makes it awesome. Just get a couple sponsors. Man, download the Anchor app. You can get started there by either downloading the app or getting on your computer and going to anchorapp.fm. Yes, and check it out, guys. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Yeah. Thanks for uh, Anchor for sponsoring this here. Great podcast. Appreciate you, Anchor. We appreciate our minimum listenership. (laughs) Yeah. Rocking that minimum. Guys, uh, so... So I, I'm sure you've heard, if you live in our state, that our uh, OU's football coach, you know, decided to go to sunny Los Angeles uh, mm-hmm. to hang out with all the homeless people. Uh, you know, but he did. I will say, after reading over his deal, oh yeah, he got a. Uh, they paid over half a million dollars more for his home. Wow. Than it was listed. Than it would have listed for. Ooh, yeah. Six million dollar home. 
Dude, it's too expensive to live in California. Correct. Jesus and it Christ. is a, uh, he has a use of a private jet for him or his family at any time. Wow. Okay. So, uh, you know, my only real question in life was, uh, did we get the chance to match, you know? Yeah. And maybe we were just like, hey, go fuck yourself, San Diego. You just lost to Oklahoma State. Don't come at me with your fucking demands. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe. I don't know. But I will say right now, I do feel like we're in good hands. Yeah, I feel that way, too. I feel like Mr. Lincoln Riley bit off of more than he could chew by wanting to go to the SEC. Then he got beat by like a somewhat good defense by OSU, and he's like, oh, shit. And my best chance to go undefeated and still make the Final Four and probably lose is in the easiest conference, Pac-12. Here's the thing. Uh, my true belief is like uh, the best college football is played in the South. Oh, yeah. SEC, Big 12, some of the ACC. And, I mean, Big 10, don't get me wrong. You got two or three schools that, that you know, can play. stuff like, But a majority of the big boy got people that end up playing in the NFL, the universities that pack out their 100,000, you know, 85,000, and everyone, you know, bleeds that shit. That's oh, yeah. in the South. Well, there's only one or two in the north that I can think of. One of them's in the Final Four, and the other one's Ohio State. Those are the two biggies. Yeah, Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, maybe you get somebody, uh, Penn State. You know, they're yeah. a little north. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for the most part, the, the the big boy ball is played just in the south. and go, It's mm-hmm. not on the west coast. Like, it, it hasn't been there in forever. Not since Leinert and them. Uh, that's it. And then yeah. they're still remembered for losing to a south team, Texas. <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, the one, a one-man team also. But oh, it's shit. fine. Uh, but I... Uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of pressure that comes along with the OU job. They don't come close to packing out that stadium they, at USC. They don't give a oh, they, no. they don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the it's, crazy thing. There's like 82 things to worry about in that city. Like, why would you think they're going to worry about USC? That's what I'm. Well, and so it's maybe. Do you just get to go dominate and bring? Because he has been bringing a lot of West Coast recruits. Yeah, I mean, I think it works out good for him. Like, I'm just bitter because I thought the dude was going to be like a lifer and get us like a Barry Switzer record. I mean, (laughs) just the fact that, like, you know, you told us, like, I'm not going to LSU. I'm committed. Like, if you'd just been like, I'm not going to LSU, I'd have been like, oh, you know, it's kind of like the Aaron Rodgers, like, I'm vaccinated or I'm, you know what I mean, (laughs) I'm immunized. Like, it's just... It's yeah. like things you they say like and for all for all I know because I don't know shit maybe they call him early Saturday morning or something like that and he says it in in earnest but damn that shit came together pretty quick you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. where their feelers put out really weird but my my favorite thing and I, and I told you about this was that we're bitter here in Oklahoma oh yeah real bitter. Like, like Kevin Durant, bitter. Let's change the name of the town of Durant to not to Westbrook because he stuck around. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's a real thing in this state. That's they really thought about doing that here. But there's a state congressperson that wants to change the last like three inches in the last exit of the highway that heads like west towards where you know Lincoln Riley left to like like Lincoln Riley exit like. Like, basically, like, here's your ticket out of town. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, 
that's how bitter we are right now. Like we're very bitter. We're pretty salty right now. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. It it shook me. Yeah. I am shooketh, but now I am unshooketh. Because uh That was a hell of a uh like they picked a guy that would be super easy to Photoshop him for new like I don't even have to Photoshop him, just put old pictures of him because he hasn't aged much. And then you're like, bam, he's back. Yeah, like six years he's been away, six, like something like that, like six, eight years is maybe. It, I thought it was more than that, but I don't know. It might know. be like a decade or something Time's like that. Time's flying, but I know that. He is a, uh, he's been here before, knows the landscape, loves. He's awesome too. Uh, seems like a real infectious person. Uh, just Venables. Venerables. Brett Venerables, shout out. We uh, could not be... You know, there was there was maybe one other hire I was thinking about that I would like that would have liked to see, mm-hmm. um, but this was he was my top one, and you know, and I had a I had a B, but I, I'm happy. I think this is a great fit. Get us a defensive minded coach while we uh, p- potentially head into the SEC this coming exactly. season. He's been able to beat the SEC a few times in uh, the Final Four and even in just regular games. So I, I'm happy with it because it's cool to see a guy come back like. He kind of got jobbed out of it, and they kept Mike Stoops at one point. And then he just, what's he do? He goes and wins two titles, two natties with Mr. Uh, Jimbo or whatever. It is like, isn't it? No, Dabo, sorry. Dabo Sweeney. Like, man, one of the best names of all time. But I'm excited because, you know, we were pretty down last week whenever we talked about him leaving. We were a lot of Caca de Toro talking shit, Punta Madre, shit like that. Uh, but I mean, we were... I'm I'm leveling out. I'm a little yeah. more over it, but I'm still bitter. Yeah, no, and it was uh, it was just how it happened. It was quick. Mm-hmm. We were still kind of sucking our thumbs on losing to Oklahoma State, and it's like, oh, by the way, your coach and some of your really good recruits, whack, and then yeah. you know, and so we lost. Like I said, we said last week we lost some recruits, lost some really good recruits, uh, and now we're losing four defensive starters for our bowl game versus Oregon mm-hmm. uh, in San Antonio. Shout out San Antonio. Place which, where I grew up. To but, me, uh, it kind of makes sense. If you're trying to go pro, which they are, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, go, you get your agent, you go start working out, you start doing all that stuff, you get with a position coach, and you start getting your process. No, because this is uh, this is what you've been prepping to do for the last three, four years of your journey. Exactly. So, so this is the time to go and get your money, and this is a really good time for, for everyone that's stuck around is going to be at OU next year to get some one practice. There's going to be a lot of say, young yeah. ones out there. So mm-hmm. everybody who's getting to stick around, you're going to get to have some Bobby Stoops knowledge, and I'm sure Venables is going to be doing some coaching also to, or at least uh, what's it called, uh, scanning the players that he's going to have back, and like you know figuring out what he wants to do. So I'm I I'm mad, but I'm not anymore. You know, Venables is cool. He's him screaming boomer was cool whenever he got off that bus and everyone was there. He's like, I mean, boomer. it was like 2 a.m. and they had that that yeah. little bus pair, you know, they greeted him and, uh, you know, we're, we're moving on. And, uh, I, 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 if I'm, if I said that I wished Lincoln Riley well at USC, I would probably be lying. Yeah. Because I kind of lightly wanted it all crumble because. It's just not where big boy ball is played, so I feel like it was a chicken shit move. So yeah, but hey, we got uh, in other news. Uh, not only am I excited to have a defensive minded coach, oh yeah, we also get a stellar offensive hire. Hell yeah, uh, Jeff Levy, hottest offensive coordinator coming out of Ole Miss the last two years. Before that was at Baylor, 
running there when they had their really good offenses a few years ago. Nice. So really well proven. It's got kind of a spread theory. It's going to be uh, that's cool because we're going into the SEC. Things are going to get a little bit more like, hey, you got to win the line of scrimmage. So well, I like it because even Alabama's playing pretty spread out right now. They're heaving it all over the yard, so it's kind of cool. No, and on uh, Alabama, shout out to their quarterback, Mister uh, Mister Young, winning the Heisman. Yep. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to uh, shout out to Alabama, bringing another another trophy to Tuscaloosa. Uh huh. But uh, no, fact, Brett Veterables, uh, you know, really making some solid hires. Also, uh, defensive coordinator, uh, man, Mister Mister Roof, Mister Roof. Uh, He's called uh, Brett Veterables called him the the Steph Curry. He's just a hell of a good shooter. Hell yeah, that's what he said. So uh, I like it. This is the eleventh uh, program that Mister Roof has represented. Wow. Uh, UMass, Georgia Tech, Minnesota, Auburn, most recently UCF, Penn State, North Carolina State, Appalachian, and Vanderbilt. But he also used to be the head ball coach at Duke for a little while. That's cool. I'm excited. I feel like Venables is going to put together a really good coaching staff because he has a mentor like Bob Stoops who did the same thing, and he's going to get something done. I'm not going to say he's going to win the SEC next year if they're in it or whatever, but I think they they got a solid footing to build on. We lost. I, I feel like we did lose some momentum. We lost some momentum. Yeah. Let's be honest. We'd be fools to say you don't lose a coach like as, that. And as yeah. far as recruiting goes and the way we, the trajectory and everything was going, we 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 lost. We took a little bit of a stumble, for sure. But uh, I think honestly, if I can if I can be real, looking at the staff, seeing as Roofs coached at Auburn, SEC, mm-hmm. Ole Miss for Levy. SEC, and we're, that's where we're headed. They're going to be able to recruit there. That's a good thing. Well, they're going to be able to prepare the game plans they've seen, the the type of atmosphere, just those little nuanced things that you kind of can't, you know, you don't know unless you know. There's going to be some things that uh, I think they're going to bring to the, bring to the, uh, bring to the table. But what I, I love about Brett Venerables, it just uh, we'll get off this in a second, is uh, keeps a little bit. Keeps uh keeps them really and mm-hmm. and my favorite is uh we kept Kale Gundy not not my favorite of the hires you know not because he's not amazing but you know keeping uh our old line coach you know Beedenbo that is That's massive big time big time because uh while our offense didn't have its uh, O line wasn't its best this year this was uh, one of the few years where we didn't have like the same five. Mm-hmm. You know, or same three or four, and we're just doing this. Was we had almost a whole new setup this year. So, well, it's also tough when you lose a first round center like that because old dude was good at calling out all the shit. And almost a well, pr- almost a few weeks away from being a potential Pro Bowl center. True. Shout out Creed Humphrey, but and possibly rookie. Well, I doubt he'd get offensive rookie. But yeah, no, cool. but he'll he'll be up there for. He's graded as the number one center in the NFL currently. So shout wow. out to uh, Creed yeah. Humphrey. So. Really uh, keeping him, DeMarco Murray and Joe John Finley, uh, two former pros. Good look for our offense. Also keeps a little continuity with some rooms, tight end room, running back room, where I think we're a little light uh, because of transfers yeah. and graduation. So shout out to them. 
And uh, Oklahoma State, they've got a big bowl game. We talked about uh, OU's a little bit. We've got Oregon in the Alamo Bowl. We'll talk about those games next week. But Oklahoma State has Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Hell yeah. Nice. Cool. They got rid of that fucking Tostitos bullshit. Because they're not playing no games. Uh, yeah. Boom. So uh, no, that's good, cool. Yeah, it's a it's a big spot because Notre Dame is one of those uh, blue chip, you know, uh, forever programs. You yeah, know what and I'm they saying? lose their coach, so maybe they'll be a little bit easier to take down. I don't know if he's they leaving. kept our they kept their DC, I believe, and hired him as the now head coach. Oh wow! So okay. They promoted from within, so the players were hyped. That's cool. Probably, then. I don't know how much of the staff left. I haven't looked into that, but yeah. we're gonna uh, next week. We're going to get into it. We're going to have our uh, bowl special. Yeah, it's a, it's a smoke special bowl, bowl special. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a special bowl, smoke bowl special. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through and we're going to pick some bowl games. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll give you a good parlay. Maybe make some money where betting's allowed in these here states. So, Hell yeah. Uh, but uh, NFL, both our teams coming back. They're coming off of their uh, little bye week. A good timing for both teams to get a bye this late in the year with a 17-game season. And you guys, you said you're playing Jacksonville, so that's a good one that you you, you got to go win that one. Don't have no uh, – because y'all are on a two-game losing streak. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, we took the we took that L against the Patriots, but uh, – Yeah, I remember that one. We put out some key members of our team and put them on IR – Mm-hmm. So they could rest for the next two, three weeks. Julio Jones will be back this week for the Titans, which is huge. That'll be good then. Because we haven't had any of our, you know, weapons in the last few weeks. We only lose to really bad teams in Bill Belichick, apparently. So That's true. Uh I hope we beat Jacksonville. I've got when we play bad teams, we lose. So I've got fucking no I've got nothing. The spread's like ten points, so we're gonna lose by ten. I don't, you know, we'll beat Jacksonville. We own Jacksonville, but usually we only own Jacksonville when we have Derrick Henry. Yeah, because he runs all over those bastards. This one will be a little different. So Uh, it's going to be interesting. And and you guys. uh, Speaking of owning a team, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, owns the Bears, according to their last game in Chicago. This one will be in Lambeau, and it looks pretty frigid out there so I'm is it gonna hoping, be snowing for this one uh, i mean they were i like on the follow that i saw they just they've had some pretty cold weather but well, because my uh my old lady is a packers fan i actually have their weather set up on my thing because we were going yeah. to a game and i just never deleted it that's pretty cool because uh what is it there is i'm hoping the quad father gets Ooh, a lot of carries the old mr AJ dylan Delon, yeah dylan he's man because <laughs> he man. spits on fire I'm excited to have a running back like that. It reminds me of back in the day when they had, uh, what's his name, Dorsey Levins. He was like a fucking... Ahmed Green. He looks yeah. Like, yeah, like that kind of dude. But uh, so uh, for the forecast for uh, well, what would be today's game uh, sure. <laughs> is a high of uh, th- 38 and a low of 24 at kickoff. It should be about 31 to 30 degrees. That's not with the wind chill. Oh, okay. So it'll be nice and frigid, but you got two North teams that play outside. Yeah, I mean, the weirdness with the weather where, like, Illinois got a crazy tornado. These places are getting these weird tornadoes. It's like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah, I, life be that way. You yeah, know, well, it's it's 2020, doesn't it, or 2021. It's almost over, even. Yeah, there's no like, surprises anymore. Yeah, bingo squares are just getting checked all over this bitch, like, oh, yeah. all over the place, so... True that. It is. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, we both beat up on the little brother.
other in our division. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm rooting for. Well, um, we're not playing Detroit, so I wouldn't say the little. This is like the step brother, right? It's same thing for us. It's not the Texans you know, ah, who yeah. beat us, by the way. Uh, but you know, it's you know sometimes your little brother whoops your ass. Apparently, so it's just the NFC uh, AFC is crazy. The fact that somehow New England pulled back and, and they're leading it, like they're the favorite to play the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I'm like, fuck you, bro. Uh, Rogers ain't gonna let him kick a field goal this time. God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> man! You, I mean, this year has been uh, just one of the most interesting years. The, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many. Have you seen what the? Uh, it's funny when you look at the draft because there's so many teams that have traded all their first round picks. Oh yeah, there was a. I think it was last year. I think it, or last week, but it was uh, scrambled up. This uh, because of the statistic, you know the. Uh, results of last week, but it was picks six through 13 was only like four teams. Like it was like one team had three picks, one team had two picks, one team had three picks and one had one. Like it was wow. Like the jets Eagles and someone else own the fucking draft. Dude, they're going to be getting some solid players. Like, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the Eagles. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like, uh, I think it's their coach that's pretty cool. No, no, never mind. That's uh, Indianapolis. They have the guy that used to play for Buffalo. He's, Frank Reich? Yeah, he's yeah, a, he seems fuck like the Colts. A, yeah, I know, I shouldn't say that because, yeah, fuck the Colts. Fuck the Well, Bears. they play uh, the Buccaneers, I think, this week. They play Ooh. somebody that's going to beat the brakes off of them, I'm praying. So. Well, I will hope that they beat Tampa Bay so Green Bay will be the one seed and we can Oh, the see. Bills and Bucks play this weekend. That's a big game. Ooh. So I'm excited to see that little... The before the season started Super Bowl pick of everybody that was on ESPN. Yeah, the Bills so, have kind of slipped up a little this year for sure. Well, the Patriots storming back out of nowhere, Bill spending billions of dollars in fucking free agency, <laughs> drafting Mac Jones, and, uh, you know, they're on their way. It's been a crazy year. Crazy thing is New England is 3-4 and four at home, 6-0 and oh on the road. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, because Dad doesn't let them leave the hotel. It's Alcatraz style. Bill Belichick, he plays yeah. whale sounds in the speakers in the hallway. <laughs> you will listen to whale sounds. It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, I just, that dude's got a handle on that Oh yeah, organization like nothing I've seen before. Shout out to that dude. And he's pissed off that he lost to Brady, and he's like, okay, you beat me in the regular season. Check this out, dude. It is going to be such an interesting year. Both of our teams look to be playoff bound, mm-hmm. so we're not going to be sitting here being sad little people talking about the draft. That's usually where I'm at as a Titans fan. It's yeah. been weird three, four years in a row. They've been pretty decent, so They've it's been cool. pretty. Yeah, we're keeping this thing going. I'm excited. Uh, like I said, last, next week, we're going to do a uh, bowl mm-hmm. bowl special, smoking oh, bowl, bowl special. bonanza. Ooh, a smoking bowl bonanza. There you go. So we'll make our uh, our college football uh, playoff picks, and we'll select all the bowl games. And, uh, guys, we appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoyed our uh, our UFC banter and catching you guys up on what we've got going around. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost New Year's, folks. I hope everyone uh, take care of each other. Stay warm, because uh, it is chilling the shit out up here. So, if you guys take one, take care of one another. Uh, yep. Justin, you got anything going on? 
Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm on a show on the 21st, but I don't like know exact details, so it's probably not a good idea to even shout it out. I haven't done comedy in a bit, so probably don't need anyone to come to the show, anyways. But hey, keep your schedule open on the 21st if you don't want to see Justin do well. Yeah, no, so. and uh, we love you guys. Remember, keep on leaving us uh, good uh, ratings and nice reviews, and tell your friends about it. And uh, we love that you listen. So keep it going, man. And happy holidays. We're getting close, like you said. New Year's around the corner so hey hey start making your uh those things that you're gonna give up on yeah. you know a month in but you know if you stuck to one if you're still sticking to your new year's resolution good on you because yeah. you, you made it i know i didn't i didn't no hell no i didn't i don't think i made it a week no nope. but that's great so uh we'll live and learn and guys like justin said we appreciate you guys we'll talk to you soon Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your best friends, pool walkers, best friends, pool cleaner. <laughs> and, uh, man, just spread it and uh, be good to one another. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, keep on chiefing, guys. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, be good to one another. Keep on chiefing, mother truckers. Chiefing. Thank you for listening to the Talking Bluntly podcast. Make sure you rate us five stars on wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, we appreciate you guys listening. And as always, keep on chiefing.